This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. You know what the real tragedy is, and we'll talk about this at some point uh, in the future. You know, the, the left said that George Bush made us into a laughingstock. Um, and, um, and, you know, think of the things, you know, George Bush going up to the door, you know, trying to open the door in China and the turkey in his pants and stuff, you know, this oh, yeah. crazy stuff like that. Uh, and then Barack Obama comes in and he was uh, on the World Apology Tour. Um, he w- was arrogant, taking himself so seriously and not knowing, you know, getting the Nobel Prize before. And the, la- the right has been saying, we're a laughingstock. No, no, no. No, you, you look at what people around the world are saying now, and they're, we are a laughingstock. These two candidates have done more damage to the integrity of the United States and the office of the United States than all other bad presidents combined. Um, I don't know how we re- restore our credibility in the world um, because they're looking at us, excusing them and cheering them on. It's, it's remarkable. Now, we just saw the Electoral College ratings as done by the polls, and Stu can't find a way um, to get uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, below 278 by using the polls. But there is uh, a professor, political science professor, um, Helmut Norpoth. He is from Stony Stony Brook University, and he says he has gone back and looked at all of the elections since Woodrow Wilson, and he says that Donald Trump is going to win. And we welcome him to the program. Professor, how are you, sir? Well, good morning. Uh, thank you very much. How are you doing? Uh, very good. Tell us, what your, tell us how your system works here. What, what's it based on? Well, I, as you said, I mean, I go back to the election of 1912 of Woodrow Wilson. And uh, one of the things that happened in that election is that uh, you had a, a, a number of primary elections for the first time in presidential politics. And, uh, and Woodrow Wilson, the Democrat, won uh, sort of the race in the Democratic primaries. On the other side, you had uh, William Howard Taft, the sitting president, who was challenged by Teddy Roosevelt and uh, uh, somebody else. And uh, William Howard Taft lost the battle in the Republican primaries. And so the party nominated him anyway. And uh, so what happened was that uh, the primary loser uh, loses to the primary winner in November. So the rule is that if you do very well in the primaries as a presidential candidate, you have a great chance of winning the election. And uh, that sort of happens pretty much uh, during the elections for the last uh, 100 years. And so in 2016, uh, Donald Trump uh, did better in the Republican primaries than Hillary Clinton did in the Democratic primaries. And so he gets a higher score in my book and uh, goes wait, wait. on to win the general. How did he do better in the primaries? Well, it's, uh, it's right. I mean, it, he had a much bigger field to uh, contend with. There were, I don't know, 17 candidates. So what I do, and I've done this consistently in past elections as well, so that, that's nothing new. I uh, focus on how much a candidate gets uh, relative to the, to the second strongest candidate. So it's only a matter of looking at two candidates at a, at a time. And uh, Donald Trump 
won by that metric got a higher score than uh, Hillary Clinton did because of the last uh, because of the last uh, vote in where was it uh, well actually uh, I have to say I have to, I have to make one other one other sort of sort of uh, point I uh, I, uh, I only uh, used the the early primaries I only used New Hampshire and South Carolina so that was a maybe a pretty big gamble uh, so ba- just based on those two, and this is why I was able to make a forecast as uh, far back as March that uh, Donald Trump would, uh, would win in November. And so, so based on those two, uh, New Hampshire and South Carolina, uh, Donald Trump is ahead. Prof- Professor, this is Stu. Uh, what was the reasoning for leaving out, uh, you know, Iowa? Just well, I was a caucus, a caucus so, so mm-hmm. I've, I've never used Iowa in any, in any analysis uh, before. And uh, so it's a different, it's a different, uh, uh, different contest if you have a caucus and a primary. So I only uh, use uh, primaries, and uh, mm. I've actually only used New Hampshire for quite a while, but I thought that was a little risky uh, this time, and, uh, and added uh, South Carolina. Now, and if I remember correctly, uh, Clinton beat Sanders in that, something in the nature of 76 to 24, yes. something in that range. Um, right. Uh, now, Sanders did obviously well in New Hampshire, but it was the yes. neighboring state to his home state. Did you factor? Were you able to factor that in? At well, all? I thought about this. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's his, it's his, it's his neighboring state, but uh, this was true for Howard Dean as well in 2004. Mm-hmm. Howard Dean was from Vermont, and uh, he didn't do very well in New Hampshire. So, yeah, there may be a little bit of a of a local uh, uh, like home turf uh, advantage, but. Uh, uh, I mean, that, 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 that's something I just uh, that can can sort of uh, so, figure out. I, w- I would say that if I had waited and and gone through all the primaries and I sort of looked at this, I didn't uh, I didn't uh, uh, publicize anything. But if I had waited until the end of the primaries and had used my metric at that time, it would have produced exactly the same forecast as what I did based on just the, just the first two. So, um, uh, Professor, the um uh, what does this tell you? You've gone back mm-hmm. now all the way from Woodrow Wilson and applied yeah. these things retroactively. Right. You, have been, you have been looking at these and calling them in advance and gotten them all right since? 96. 96. Yeah. Um, and uh, what does it tell you? Why, mm-hmm. why, is the, why does this work this way? Well, I, I think a, a primary is a is a real test of a candidate's strength. Uh, uh, unlike, I mean, taking a poll and asking people how they plan to vote, et cetera, that, that there's a lot of uh, ambiguity in that. So you, you, you look at what happens in real elections. And I think the ability of a candidate to uh, prevail over <clears throat> opponents in your own party in a, uh, con- in a sort of contest like New Hampshire that also allows independents to participate is a very good uh, uh, indicator of your strength as a candidate in a general election. So that's just my 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 premise. So did you take into account, for instance, in 2012? Now you didn't need to because he was doing so well. Um, but uh, in 2008, I should say, yeah. uh, Barack Obama was a different candidate. It was a landmark candidate mm-hmm. um, that had all kinds of things mm-hmm. um, on top of him. Yes. The the same thing could be said here. This is the first time in American history that I know of that we will be electing someone who is either 
a uh, half of the population believes is a criminal mm-hmm. uh, who has the baggage of Hillary Clinton. Um, and then the other half of the country believes this guy is uh, a wild danger to the republic mm-hmm. um, and, and wholly unsuitable. Mm-hmm. So we've never had, that I know of, we have never had two wildly unqualified candidates, um, or at least two candidates that appear to be so unpresidential. Did that play any role? Does that play any role? Well, that I mean, I, I I think you have a good point, and I think most people would would agree with it. And and uh, I mean, the the negativity, the high negativity, negative rating of both of these candidates is clearly something that uh, that uh, sticks out. Uh, it uh, it is clearly more than we have seen before. But I think there are some elections in which we sort of came a little close to that. I mean, I would say like 1976, you had a you had a sitting president, Jimmy Carter who uh, uh, wasn't doing very well. I mean, his approval ratings were, were uh, rock bottom. And you had a challenger that people, that many people were sort of very leery of. He was sort of like uh, yeah. uh, maybe Ford. not as yeah. loose a cannon as, as, as Trump is, but there were, there were a lot of worries about, yes. about, about him getting the finger on the button and doing other things. So I think there was some, some great... Uh, Unease about uh, about the two candidates. So it, we have Last, sort of come come close, but you're right. I mean, we've never had it uh, to uh, to that extent. Let me ask you uh, one, one last question. Um, uh, uh, there's another poll that is out, or another um, uh, group of analytics that is also mm-hmm. showing Hillary Clinton. I just I want to, uh, or I mean, showing Donald Trump. And I just want to push back on on a couple of thoughts because I think these are kind of new. Mm-hmm. Um, the other analytics. Uh, are dependent on, you know, is there a a real third-party challenger? Mm -hmm. And I believe that Donald Trump is a third party inside of the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that, we've never seen that before. Has, does that play any role? Well, I mean, if I look at sort of some of the, some of the polling, uh, uh, where they break it down by, uh, uh, partisans, uh, Republican people uh, say that they are Republicans, and people say they're Democrats, and how they are planning to vote. Uh, that doesn't look all that different from what it has looked in in past yeah. elections. I think uh, it's pre- actually pretty even right now, uh, sort of in the in the 80s, low 80s, and might pick up a little bit. Uh, if Donald Trump was really such a uh, what would be seen as such a uh, 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 outlier with even in, in his own party, that number probably should be a lot less, and it would go okay. maybe to somebody uh, like a real third party candidate. But I think somehow he has managed to sort of uh, ingratiate himself guy. into yeah. the uh, Republicans in the in the electorate, and uh, uh, and I think that that has sort of been something that has uh, that has sort of increased as the campaign has gone on. Uh, Professor Helmut Norpoth from uh, Stony Brook University. Um, declaring, and we will find out soon, that Donald Trump will be the next president uh, of the United States. Professor, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. You bet. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. 
The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper Mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine. And they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, $50 off the purchase of your mattress at Casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply.